Hey guys, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast of Faith Church Indy, and I'm Stephen Camp and guest hosting uh, Cut for Time. I'm here with Pastor Nathan today, and Nathan on Sunday, you preached on blessing and benediction, the final element in our worship service and series. You preached from Psalm 67. I, uh, I'm, I'm really happy that you got to finish the series. I uh, really needed to go out with a bang, but not in a 2007 boom goes the dynamite kind of way. You did a lot better than that. Well, that's good. Thank you. So uh, could we just get a, uh, you know, a, a nutshell summary of the sermon itself? Yeah. Um, so I was preaching on benediction, like you mentioned, uh, from Psalm 67. And uh, benedictions, you know, they take place at the end of the service. And a lot of times I think we, we think of benediction as just the time of transition where the pastor, whoever's preaching, says, you're dismissed, and we go on to lunch. But as we see in Psalm 67 and other benedictions in Scripture, there are a few things, uh, important things that benedictions do. Uh, they remind us of God's character, his faithfulness to us in the past. Uh, they reinforce gospel truth to us, uh, reminding us where we've been uh, and where we are because of God. Uh, and then third, they uh, send us out on mission uh, together with the commissioning and a benediction often intertwined together. Uh, they send us on mission. So yes, it is a, an act of expecting what only God can give uh, and expecting those blessings that we see in scripture. And uh, speaking for myself and hopefully speaking for others, I really like that we start with a skeleton frame of some like three or four key points and they get really fleshed out. Uh, it really helps drive home the point and it sticks with us a lot better. Uh, what were things that you had to cut for time? Um, I think the biggest thing I had to cut for time that I wish I would have maybe rearranged some things and actually put in the sermon uh, was how to bring benedictions to a practical level that people can use in their own lives and in their own homes. I kind of suggested it a little bit uh, at the, towards the end of saying, hey, you know, you can give benedictions to your kids, you know, when they graduate or something like that. But um, there's a lot of scenarios where you can give benedictions based on scripture. Um, you know, you can speak God's blessings over your kids and over your grandkids on their birthday. You can speak God's blessings over your kids uh, at night before they go to sleep. Uh, there's um, things you can do in the morning when you wake up where you're recognizing God's blessings and what he's done for um, not just your family, but what he's done for all of us, each of us, bringing us back to himself, reconciling us through Jesus Christ. So there's a lot of benedictions in scripture, um, a lot in the New Testament. You know, Paul likes to kind of end a lot of his letters with benedictions, but um, there's some in Hebrews, and there's also some in the Old Testament as well. Uh, we highlighted number six, but there's some other ones. So I, I wanted to get maybe a little bit more practical of saying, hey, we have benedictions here at the end of the service uh, on Sundays, but hey, the benedictions are not just for our worship on Sundays, but therefore our worship in daily life, in family life, at work. Um, you know, it might be a little weird to give a benediction to a coworker who's not a Christian, but you know, in some situations, uh, whether it's a, a new house or celebrating a marriage, uh, there I think there are definitely ways that you can use benedictions to um, kind of show gospel truth to our friends and coworkers, maybe even if they don't believe in, in God in the same way that we do. So I wanted to kind of almost list a bunch of benedictions, say, hey, check out 1 Thessalonians 3, 11 to 13, or, or chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians verses 23 to 24, 
But I'm like, that's not going to be effective for preaching on Sunday. So I did include a list of benedictions in the sermon discussion questions uh, that went out on Monday, which you can find online. But um, yeah, so that was maybe the, the more practical how to bring benedictions into daily life was maybe something I wished I could have spent more time getting into, but didn't have a chance to. It's really encouraging that we have these uh, references online to refer to, to learn how to bring benedictions into the world as we are um, called to be winsome ambassadors as a callback to a sermon who knows how long ago, which is also available online. Um, One benediction that you mentioned was uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. And being in choir at Heritage Christian personally, uh, every Christmas concert that we had that was the final song, and we would go out into the crowd, surround the gymnasium, and that was the final song for the Christmas season. And it was a blessing to be able to perform that. It only goes so far as this is a performance that you came here to see, and it's all good and great and all, but to know how to take it out into my work life, into my family life, into my social life is going to be really encouraging um, if I want to live out the gospel. So I'm glad that that's going to be shared on our website as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the the benediction in number six, the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Um, it's maybe one of the more well-known benedictions in scripture. Uh, it's easy to remember. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot in there that God uh, does promise to be with us to, um, you know, lift up his face and look upon us with favor, uh, not because of anything we've done, but because solely of his grace and goodness to us and the fact that we have a relationship with him through Jesus Christ. So, yeah, we might say those words or, or sing those songs uh, at a choir performance, but they carry with them very powerful uh, meaning uh, that can really open our eyes to the kind of relationship that God wants to have with us. Well, in the same vein of things carrying a strong message, uh, I do have a question for you myself. You were very concerned about uh, making a a fine distinction about the quote-unquote prosperity gospel. Mm. What drove you to make that distinction? Uh, Why was that distinction necessary? Yeah, that's a a great question. Uh, As I was studying and Uh, writing my sermon, um, when I was talking about just like, hey, we can say these benedictions and expect God's blessings, uh, it was making me uncomfortable just at the thought of saying that. Um, And I didn't want to be uh, misinterpreted. And and granted, the the main distinction that I made, right, is that uh, the benedictions we use are not us making things up, but we're using God's promises in Scripture as you know, he gave them to his people and we're not um, just saying, you know, I think what would make me happy is a new house. So I'm going to expect God to bless me with a new house and I just need to have faith that that will happen. Um, So I made that distinction mostly because I just, I didn't want to be misunderstood. Um, And I, uh, I asked Pastor Joey, I sent him a text on Friday or Saturday, I think, as I was studying and I said, man, this is going to make me feel really uncomfortable saying some of these things. And he said, yeah, it might be worth it just to, you know, take a couple minutes and just, you know, talk about um, what you, uh, you know, talk about the distinction between the two. So I took his advice and just put in a couple minutes where I'm like, hey, just so you know, just we're not all on the same page, because I'm sure there are probably, if I didn't say that, there might have been some people think come away thinking, 
man, that sounded really prosperity gospel-ish. So yeah, that's a great question. Uh, but really, I just want to make sure we are clear on what exactly is a benediction and what it is not. Perfect. The last thing uh, to ask before we go, what's one joke, illustration, or personal story that you wish you could have included this past Sunday? Well, I'll, I'll share two brief ones. Um, one was in my notes, and then as I realized what time it was at the end of this, it was in my conclusion. I'm like, all right, I don't have time for this, so I'm not going to use it. And then one I didn't even put in my sermon because I just feel like it, I didn't have time already. Uh, <laughs> so the one that was in my sermon that I, I cut out was talking about commissioning a little bit more in depth. Uh, I mentioned one definition of commissioning that doesn't apply, and that is you know, a fee for some services rendered or whatever. Uh, but there is also a definition of commissioning uh, specifically related to military ships that when a ship you know, is either being built or undergoing repairs on land, you know, of course, all the systems and processes and everything has to go through all this extensive testing to make sure it's ready for mission, ready for, um, uh, you know, open waters. And so when it is ready and all these processes have passed, there is even a celebration uh, often for these hmm. military ships. Um, and it's called their commissioning. And so I actually thought that that was kind of a cool interpretation, even though that's not what we think of, even as we as believers are being commissioned into the, you know, mission field of everyday life. But there's an element to which, um, you know, as we as believers gather and as we receive the benediction and as we receive our commissioning, it's in a sense saying like you all the, like you are ready. You are ready for the world. Um, you have been, you know, you've confessed your sin. You mm -hmm. have uh, communed with other believers. You've, put, you know, been made right with God through Jesus Christ, you are ready and we can celebrate with one another as we are commissioned into the world. So yeah, didn't have time for that. Uh, and then the other thing that was, was really recent was this past Friday, um, we were, my, my family was all gathered together in Cincinnati for a dinner and uh, my dad actually wrote a benediction for, uh, as a, you know, kind of half prayer, half benediction over our family. Uh, before the meal uh, as we prayed. So I wanted to maybe share that as just a practical example of, hey, this is how you could do it. This is how my dad did it. But I also realized, I think the reason I didn't include it um, was because last time I preached, I had uh, some stories about my dad and uh, I really appreciate a lot of things about my dad. Uh, but I didn't want people to think like, wow, your dad's so great, just does everything perfectly. So <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'll, I'll choose a different. So I think that's what, I mean, that wasn't the only reason I, I cut it, obviously. Yeah. But like, you know, you don't want to be the one guy who always tells stories about, you know, the one family member who does everything great. But yes, uh, I, I do appreciate a lot of great things about my dad. So that was something else I cut for time. <laughs> well, I, I really like the, uh, uh, the naval ship example because it gives a, uh, a true illustration that we can all see in our head and uh, gives it a, a grander picture um, to an even more grand commissioning um, mm -hmm. as uh, believers in Christ. Um, well, you know, looking at the time, I think it's time to sign off, Nathan. Uh, what's your final uh, nugget of wisdom? Final nugget of wisdom. Um, oh, I wasn't prepared for that. Well, um, well, yes, I could. <laughs> yes, uh, final nugget of wisdom. Uh, what I would say is my final nugget of wisdom is there are opportunities every day 
to remind ourselves of God's character uh, and reinforce gospel truth. Benediction is one of those ways. So even if um, you're not to a point where you feel like you can pray these benedictions uh, over your family or over your kids, uh, that, that shouldn't stop us from reminding ourselves of God's character every day or shouldn't stop ourselves from reinforcing those gospel truths. Um, so, yeah, whether it's through benediction or other avenues, uh, we need to be constantly reminding ourselves of who God is and his character and faithfulness to us. I, uh, I Are we going to read this uh, morning benediction? Would, uh, do, you, do you care to? Yeah, this is a morning benediction that we got from a parenting book, I believe. And my wife, uh, Claire, she wrote it on a big sheet of paper, and it's on the wall in our kitchen. Uh, And it's something that we intend to start uh, teaching Hazel, our daughter, who is almost two, and start uh, reading out loud with her and helping her memorize it. And it has motions, but I don't know all the motions yet. But it just says... um, I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. It's who I am. No one can take it from me. I don't have to hurry. I don't have to worry. I can trust my King Jesus and share his love with the world. So that's a a, a great reminder to our kids, but also to uh, each one of us as we think about that who we are is not based upon what we have or what we've done, but that we are a child of God and we can trust our King Jesus to take care of the rest of the details. Well, this has been real awesome, Nathan. Thank you. It's It's been a real blessing to be able to sit down and hash through uh, more of the, the sermon and uh, some examples and the, the skeleton structure of the sermon and hear it more fleshed out. So um, thank you for your time. All right. Thanks, Stephen, for hosting. It's been great sharing conversation with you. And uh, this is Nathan and Stephen signing off for Cut for Time. Mm-hmm.